Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Gordon, and along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, we're going to explore everything that is Nashville. How you get in, how you get out, and everything you do in between. So if you have a dream and your dream revolves around the city of Nashville, pay close attention because you might actually learn something. Probably not, but it is a strong possibility that you'll have a good time. Thanks for checking out the podcast, and here we go. Hey, Kyle. How's it going? What's up, Bobby boy? Uh, you know, just doing the thing, getting ready for Christmas and all that jazz. You got any fun plans? Yeah, we are right around the corner. We're, what, like 11 days out? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, man. Dude, My wallet hurts. Ready. I'm not ready. I got kids. I'm not ready. <laughs> I don't have kids, but I'm not ready. <laughs> I got nieces and nephews and a girlfriend with kids, and I'm, I, I, I ain't ready. It hurts. Um, uh, do I have plans? That was your question. Yes. Um. Yes and no. Uh, I'm staying in town. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going okay. home. Um, my girlfriend's staying here. Uh, so I was supposed to hang out with her and her kids and uh, kind of do a Christmas thing with them this year, I guess. Okay. Um, but we're playing everything by ear. Uh, we do have some plans to go to some events and stuff. I'm still working. I'm not working Christmas Eve or Christmas Day this year. Um, oh, that's nice. I think if I I did have a Christmas Eve gig, but it randomly got canceled, uh, or I don't know if it got canceled or I just got pulled from it. I, I don't really know. They just hit me up. They're like, "Hey, no longer have a gig on this day." I was like, "Cool, no big Fair deal." Enough. So as of right now, I'm off Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I'm not going to work Christmas Day. I don't care what people offer me. I'm not doing it. I did it last year. I did a double on both days, and I'm I'm not doing that again. Um, See, I've got a double on Christmas Eve, and then I've got one on Christmas Day. Have fun with that, man. That was that was rough for me last year doing that. Um, we had fun, but it it was just for me personally, it was rough. Um, no, I don't really have any like set plans. Uh, I have some things I'm going to take my girlfriend to do uh, within the next week, um, but uh, no, no like real big plans or anything. What about you, man? What you got going on? So. It's working out this year to where I had my oldest daughter on Thanksgiving. So I'm going to have her this weekend and we're going to celebrate her birthday because her birthday is the 26th. And then we're going to celebrate Christmas for her in January. So I've got that covered. And then uh, my ex has my youngest one for Christmas because I want to keep them on the same schedule. Um, and so I will play a double Christmas Eve, go home, take a nap, grab presents and stuff, go to my ex's house in Evansville on Christmas morning, spend the morning there letting Katie open gifts and do all the Christmas stuff, and then get back in town and play a 6 to 10 that night. And then go home and probably like pass out yeah and then be done with christmas and relieved and then it'll be paying back the credit card debt that i've accrued buying yeah. christmas gifts i'm definitely using the credit card this year to buy gifts last year i used cash to buy gifts and it was wonderful last year i had a really really good year uh these last two months have definitely slowed way down yeah so, um, this has probably been my slowest slow season since I've been in town. Yeah. It, um, 
Yeah, I. No, it's not my slowest of season. No, not at all. Not at all. Because there was one season where I was literally driving for Uber every day. Mm. Like, I was not playing gigs, but maybe once a week. And then I was driving for Uber like five or six days a week. So, which actually this year I did pick up driving for uh, Uber and Lyft again on the side just as a another side hustle. Yeah. It's, it's, like you said, it's just been slower this year. And, um, I was like, you know, I need to make a little extra money. I I, I like play money. I like to have money yeah, to have fun. No, I don't remember what that's and, like um, right now. <laughs> yeah. We have two two completely different life situations. So, you know. Yep. Um, but I actually for... I'm probably going to do it Christmas Day, but I think I'm going to cook a turkey again. Nice. Yeah, man. Um, I'm actually, I think if I don't pick up a gig by this Sunday, I am going to go get another turkey, um, tomorrow morning. So if I don't have a gig by Sunday, uh, I'm going to cook another turkey Sunday. Okay. Um, just to, again, do another test run. So I had test run one that failed. Yeah. Then we had Thanksgiving day, which the turkey was pretty damn good. It was a little drier for my taste or for my liking. Which um, is easy to do with turkey anyway. Yeah, but it, it still wasn't bad. I mean, you threw a little bit of gravy on there, and oh, it was delicious. Um, but I also want to test. I didn't use any of the drippings or anything to make a turkey gravy. I just used packet gravy. Okay. So this time I'm going to actually use the drippings to use, to make a turkey gravy. Um, so I, I want to test some things out. I want to try a little bit bigger bird. Also... I don't know how to carve a turkey. (laughs) So, um, we, I was literally just like pulling it apart and I was like, I know there's a way to actually cut this. My parents always did it great. So I watched some, uh, turkey carving videos. I was like, okay, I was like, I can do this. I don't, I need, I'm going to get the correct knife and everything. So I don't have a good set of knives, but I definitely, I wanted, I was like, you know, I really had fun. It was easy. It was like, two hours two hours and 15 minutes to cook mm-hmm. that turkey like it was great so the only thing that stressed me out on thanksgiving was i was cooking everything right and my kitchen is tiny so it was literally like cook something here move it cook something on the same spot <laughs> like right i just had no space um my kitchen is also my um laundry room mm-hmm. and so <laughs> there there's they're on different sides of the kitchen. You have the dryer on one side and the washing machine on the other side. So I was using those as like tabletop counter space. Counter yeah. space. I to <laughs> put things. And so it was, it was crazy. And I did, I did the Turkey first and thinking it was going to take longer. So I started earlier. Mm-hmm. So it was done super earlier, and then I had to like cook all the food, and then so I was trying to keep the turkey warm without drying it out. And that's one of the reasons I think I dried it out. Yeah, was I did stick it in the oven to keep warm for a little while. That makes sense. But I am just rambling on about this turkey. I'm clearly really excited to do it again. <laughs> right. So so being hungry doesn't help either. Yeah, big easy turkey fryer or oilless turkey fryers—they're awesome. Check them out. Nice. So turkey coming up. Um. If you have leftovers, don't forget about me. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with the food exactly yet. 
Um, it's either going to go to my girlfriend and her kids. Uh, right. Her ex-husband's coming in town on Sunday. So um, just depending on when he's coming in, whether I go over there or not, I don't know. Um, if not, if I end up not going over there or whatever, I'm just going to call some people and be like, yo, I made a turkey. Come eat. Yes. <laughs> so um, I'll, have a, I'll have a better idea by Friday. Well, but. I play Sunday, so I will be in town if there is turkey to be had. What time do you play Sunday? I honestly don't. I want to say 6 to 10. 6 to 10. But okay. I'm not 100% on that. I'd have to look. Word. I, I, I plan on cooking it in the morning again um, just because it's fun. It's <laughs> weird for me to say because I hate cooking. Uh, where are you playing at? Uh, Tequila Cowboy with nice. Jesse Rose. Yep. Oh, Jesse Rose. Okay. He used to play with her. Fantastic and, uh, singer. It should be a that should be a fun one. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, she was actually one of the first people. Like we came to town almost the same time, and so we met up. And she was like, "Hey, I'm kind of new in town and want to put a band together." And I'm like, "Hey, I'm kind of new in town and want to play in a band." And so we met and then kind of jammed a few times. And then um, wasn't it on one of her gigs? Is where I met you. Uh, oh, May yes. I, I think it was you and Noah, yes. wasn't it? That's yeah, because that's how I got on Noah's gig was from Jesse's gig. I'm pretty. Yeah, I think yeah. So. I think it was you it and was at the Valentine. Uh, Will Beeman for the first time I met you. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yes, because he introduced me. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was a great show. That's fantastic. Oh, I love playing with Will. He's awesome. He's he's one of my best. I haven't hung out with him. In a really long time, though, but like him and I got real close real quick. Um, he was playing bass in the one of the first gigs in town that I got regular gigs that yeah. I got. Um, and then they hired a bass player, and he moved to guitar, and that's when I realized, dude's a guitarist. And then, dude's a multi instrumentalist. Dude, is like a, a couple months later, I walked freak. in and he was playing drums, and I was like, dude. Leave some for the rest of us. Yeah, he's he's a freak of a player, man. He is incredible, absolutely amazing. And it's just that's just one of the things about this town, man. Is like there's so many people like that. Like I, I definitely stick to bass, and I have two guitars here, but well, I don't. I'm working on bass, them. so I <laughs> want to be a multi instrumentalist. But like in the near future, yeah, Will Will is a freak of nature, amazing player, and definitely one of my best friends in town. Uh, I did an emo band with him for a while, and now he's got uh, his band Skylines and Satellites, which I think we've mentioned on here before. Probably, um, I need to get him play, on here. That would be yeah. Amazing. He, I think he would love to do this. I'll reach out to him today. I would love to bring him on. He would have a lot of fun. That would um, be super fun. Yeah. So yeah, they play nudies every like. Thursday through Sunday or Saturday, Friday through Monday or something like that. Awesome I know guys. when we had the Crossroads gig, we'd be leaving and he'd be playing. Yep. yep. I would inside. pop in there quite a few times usually. I'd hang out and wait till he saw me and then wave and then run away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would literally walk in and like grab his ankle or something. So. Dude, did I tell you? So the, the gig that we had when I first came to town, um, he had just moved to guitar and we got a show at Margaritaville. And you know the big neon sign they have right up above the stage? Yeah. I had asked him for tape to fix something. I don't remember what it was. 
and he threw the tape at me and missed by like five feet and nailed the sign and it just shattered. Was was he trying to like like was he throwing the tape at you because he was mad or no? Okay, no, I was like, dude, do you have tape? And he was like, yeah, here, oh, and okay. just. Totally botched the throw. <laughs> the reason, the, the reason, I hope he listens to this episode. The reason that I asked this, and I love to tell this story. It's one of my favorite stories of Will. So I think it was like my second gig with Will. I had just gone through my divorce. Uh, only met him a handful of times. Like I said, it was only my second gig. So I think we did like two or three rehearsals between those two gigs. And then we had the two gigs. So five times we like yeah. played. And me, generally, I don't like stick around and hang out, which is my biggest flaw is I don't stick around and hang out. I just, when my job's done, I leave. Yeah. And I'm terrible about like hanging out and socializing and talking to people. But thankfully, Will and I um, grew to have a wonderful relationship. He's one of my best friends in town. But the second gig I did with him, we were playing and it was at Alley Taps in Printer's Alley. And it was the emo band. And it was still like during like the COVID hours. Mm, yeah. And so like it would get really rowdy in there. They, they, they did it like a speakeasy and it would be like really rowdy in there. And you know, the stage is only six inches off the ground or so yeah, it's... if that. And so people bump into your stuff and somebody bumped into his microphone stand. It smacked him in the lip, busted oh, his shit. lip open. Um, he was pissed and then something happened with his guitar and he just like took it and threw it <laughs> and he threw it at the time he had his buddies coming in town and they were running lights and sound. So he had a guitar tech and he was like throwing it towards his guitar tech, but he just threw his guitar and this thing just smacked me in the ankle. And I just <laughs> looked at him like, boy, I'm about to murder you. And his, his whole demeanor went from like, being super pissed off at the whole entire situation because like people hit his mic stand and their, his guitar and everything to, oh shit, my bass player is about to kill me. <laughs> so and, and there's a bit of a size difference between you two. Yeah, he's I'm a he's good closer foot to taller. my size. <laughs> I'm a good foot taller than Will for sure, and maybe not quite a foot, but I, I'm definitely taller than him and, and bigger than the dude. But. uh it was just so funny and that was i think that was one of the things that kind of like brought us closer together oh yeah for sure and i make this comment all the time about him is will is definitely a younger smaller version of me like the way he acts and responds to situations and his ideas and his philosophies and 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 a lot of the way we he thinks we both think the Mm -hmm. same and i see a lot of the same mannerisms and things that i did when i was younger he does, and I'm like, God, you're literally me when I was 22 years old. Nice. <laughs> and that's another thing. I'm 35. He's 22. Sorry, right. I called you out, Will. Uh, yeah, when I first started playing with him, um, I don't think he was even 21 yet. Oh, uh, he so definitely he was, wasn't. Like, I started playing with him like five years ago. Sorry, Will. We're, I'm totally so, spilling yeah, your, your no, beans No, he, right he now. was 21 <laughs> for like three and a half years yeah. before <laughs> there's there's a couple artists though that i've played with in my in my 10 years here um that they were under the age of 21 and playing in these bars with us and mm-hmm. the bartenders management nobody ever knew asked is the craziest thing um so and there's also been times that they did know and 
Maybe, yeah, maybe they did. I, I don't know. It's not my business. I shouldn't be putting other people's business out there. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, technically, like, <laughs> there, there's no legal issue with the entertainment being underage. Yeah. It's just, it becomes they, a gray area when it comes to being around the alcohol. Yeah. Well, that, and if they happen to drink, which I don't think, I don't think any of the ones that I ever played with did. I don't think any of them did drink underage. I think they just played and did the gig and left. But, yeah, um... So that that's one of my favorite stories of Will is when he threw his guitar and it hit my ankle and <laughs> I just gave this him this look of I'm gonna kill you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, we uh, we did a run to I think it was in Georgia, but uh, what what had happened is we were supposed to go down with Tyler Deaver. And Tyler ended up getting COVID like just a couple days before we were supposed to go. And so Noah ended up filling in for him. But um, I think I'm getting the right run. I might be confusing. Either way, Will was with us when we went down there. <laughs> and we were using Tyler's trailer. And I guess Will had never had any experience with a trailer. And so they hooked the trailer up. And we take off, and he didn't lock it down. So we're just like 10, 15 minutes up the road, and the trailer pops off the ball. And, like, we're hearing this god-awful sound. And he's like, I don't I don't know what's going on. And we're all like, let's, let's pull over. So we pull over, and the trailer was just dragging by the chains. <laughs> man, at least, at least it didn't just, like, run off the side of the road No, or man, the, it... That- it, that could have been so it much was, worse. It was. It was. I've seen people just completely down, lose so their trailers, I, and their trailers go a different direction, slam into cars, go flying off the side of the road. Like, man, man if this, if it's the same run, if I'm not getting confused in my head, we went from there to um, North Dakota, and while we were on our way to North Dakota, Noah was driving and just ran us out of gas. The car died, and he was like, "Oh balls, we're out of gas." <laughs> He'd been driving for a few hours, <laughs> so it was. Why uh, does that not surprise it a, me? It was a very all. awkward trip. I don't. I don't think Will was. I don't. Will may have been with it. No, I don't remember who was with us when that happened. Man, you learn a lot about people when you travel with them on these gigs, like. Because you're in such close encounters yes. with them all the time. You learn a lot about people real quick. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes you're like, oh, man, I wish I didn't choose this gig. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of those. And, and unfortunately, the gigs that I was like the most uncomfortable where I, I literally within hours of being on the bus was like, yeah, I wish I wasn't here. We're like bigger gigs, bigger acts. Yeah, I've heard that and, a lot, actually. Man. I usually in most social settings can ease my way in, talk to people. I I can be a very social person. But it was such an awkward situation and it was on a bus too and it was just thank so thankfully being on the bus like I had a bunk. I could just disappear to the bunk, yeah. throw on some headphones. But then like 
you want to get up and eat or you want to like go to the bathroom, like you're going to interact with these people again. Right. And it was just a very uncomfortable 14 hour car ride or bus ride. Um, so yeah. I mean, I've had my share of uncomfortable travel gigs, but most of them have been at least okay. Not the, not the best or most fun but like nothing was ever horrible the ones that i've had that were legitimately bad they were before i came to nashville so it was small town bands that are getting like their first taste of like real musician work yeah and usually end up imploding on themselves yeah there was uh one group that i played with years ago and it was a. Uh... It was a married couple and we were on the road and it was awkward. They fought and argued and they would try to get the band to like jump on one or the other side. And I was just a fill in for that weekend. <laughs> like I wasn't in this band. I was just a fill in. So like the band already had like, you know, they had already made like a family out of it, so to speak. Right. And so like everybody was friends and cool. And then like I jumped in just cause I auditioned to fill in for like two weekends and, um, it was, it was so awkward, man. I mean, I, that was the top awkward moment in my life. Nice. <laughs> like you're stuck in a van and they're literally like pointing at you and, and directly asking, well, what, what's your opinion on this? And they're like, want you to pick like one of their sides while they're like yelling at each other. And you're just like, I don't want anything to do. <laughs> Actually, Head, I think I'm a bass player headphones. and I'm paid to do that. So that's Head, where we're going to stick. Headphones on. But yeah, so that, that was fun. Um, I didn't stick around for that gig for a very long time. <laughs> like, you know, I like to put myself in happy situations. Right. <laughs> Let's get out of this. There's enough negative going on in my head. I don't need it out there, too. <laughs> so... Oh, that's funny. Yeah, we we derailed off Christmas real quick. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, well, we went to Friends, so that's kind of similar, Yeah, I guess. Speaking of Friends, I, th- I know we touched on this before, like, Thanksgiving a little bit. We were talking about how, like, everybody here in Nashville, they're all transplants, and most of their families live five-plus hours away. Some right. live closer, but there's a lot of people that have families that live far away, so everybody here does Friendsgiving, which... Mm-hmm. You know, I had friends that did it back home, and it would be like, you know, one group would do it, and like a bunch of us would all get together, and then we would go have like Thanksgiving with our families. Right. But here, there's like 50 Friendsgivings going on because everybody's so far away from their families, and some people like to host, some people like to just go to parties. So there's always like a Friendsgiving going on between like from like two weeks before Thanksgiving all the way to like Christmas. Yeah. And like the gravity of it's different when you're back home and it's like, Oh, Friendsgiving. It's, it's a bunch of friends hanging out yeah. But here. It's like, yeah, we know you don't have family. This is our family right yeah, now. Yeah. It's, it's a whole di- different atmosphere for sure. It's a mental health thing at this point. Yeah, no, it definitely is. It definitely is. Uh, that, that's why we all do is Cause like we're, we just want that feeling of family and camaraderie and we don't, our families aren't close. So like at least we can go have this like, dinner family dinner experience with the closest people here in town we know so it feels like family and and like you said they do that from pretty much thanksgiving till new year's two weeks prior to thanksgiving all the way till christmas yeah it's 
it the the musician community here for the most part is super welcoming and inviting and friendly and like once you're in and part of the group like they take care of you oh yeah it, you know um the bass community I, I i brag about the bass community here because it is one of the best communities i've ever been involved in in anything in my life like these guys there's no competition mm-hmm they straight just look out for each other. Yes. They help each other out. You don't dog one of us. Like it, there's mm, like, doesn't matter whether they know you real well or not. Like right. it, once you're in the group, like they look out for you. And last week, this guy that he hasn't been here maybe about a year, a little bit longer than a year. Great bass player. Um, he posted up saying that his, uh, his fire stream was busted. He doesn't have money for another one. Blah blah. Because anybody can anybody just loan him one for like a day or two, and like thirty guys came forward like, "Here's a base. Just take it for however long you need it." You know, like, mm-hmm. and they're like three and four thousand dollar bases. Right. He's like, "Here, man, just take it." And like, no. I, personally, from things that I've been involved with in my life, it's there's never been just such free will of giving and help like this community. Yeah. It, you know, I'm and. I, like the only only other time I've personally seen that is when like natural disasters hit in like yeah. Texas, Louisiana, and those areas. You see the communities come together, but I'm not talking things on that kind of scale. I'm just talking like normal community stuff. And it's like that with the drumming community yeah. too. Uh, a dude, all of his gear was stolen. Um, I don't know. It's probably been a, two, three months ago, and he ended up getting it all back, which is super phenomenal. But, Bowen Robinson. Yes. Yeah. But uh, the second he was like, dude, all my gear was stolen. Everybody was like, well, I got this kit. I can get it to you by tomorrow. I've got this. You need symbols. What do you need right now? I'm on my way to Broadway. What can I bring you? Like, yeah, everybody man. was just like, dude, here, take it. Like, yeah, I know. I, we'll I talked to up. him. He was so grateful for that, man. He's such a great dude, too. So, And then and it is, it's not just like work stuff. It's personal life stuff. People check in on you and make sure you're okay like i've had people help me out like when covid first hit people were checking on me all the time and if i needed anything they'd venmo me or whatever like i had lots of help when i needed it my buddy logan um bass player logan hatcher great oh, dude. i love him yeah man He's great such a guy cool you ask anybody in this town about logan they all have wonderful things to say now my point of this story with Logan is when he first got here, he got thrown under the bus. He accepted a gig that he just wasn't ready for. Mm. And because Facebook is how Facebook is, somebody went on one of the gig finders and was like, don't hire Logan Hatcher. He can't play. He doesn't know these songs. I mean, they would just, yeah. just threw him under the bus so he couldn't get gigs. And the, the, that's what he came here for. And the whole bass community took him in, and a lot of the musicians did. Took him in. I was like, hey, man, even I reached out to him. I was like, yo, like, that's not cool of people. Like, if you don't know anything, here's the best things I can offer up. Here's songs right. to listen to. You know, here's here's the standards, this and that. You know, if you ever need anything, here's my number. Holler at me. And, and <laughs> since then. Guarantee we don't suck on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since then, man, uh, one, him and I have got really close. And two, um, he has just flourished in this community. Dude, absolutely. And now you go on Broadway and you say his name and people don't even know, remember that or know anything about that story. They only know all the good things. Fantastic dude. Triples all the time, 
literally saving people in last minute. I mean, he's fixed and worked on I don't know how many of my bases and uh, just super smart, talented dude. And we should get him on here. That'd be a fun one. We should one get too. him on here. I'm going to reach out to him today, too. Yes. Do that. That's what we're doing today. We're, to. This is a. This is a a podcast for brainstorming on who we're going to bring in as guests. Right. Because Bobby's tired of just looking at me all the time. I mean, <laughs> I'm jealous is what it is. Your mohawk <laughs> is better than mine because mine is overgrown and gnarly right now. Oh, dude, mine's overgrown. Yeah, yours still looks haircut. like a mohawk, though. I guess it looks like a comb over. It's hella purple, though. It looks like a comb over. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, I have lighter hair and with a green mohawk, so I've. I've like. Yeah, I, yeah. I have strawberry blonde hair with a green mohawk, so like it sticks out. You have brown hair with a dark purple mohawk, so like in this lighting, especially oh, in this yeah, room, like it sure. looks like almost like your natural hair color. <laughs> I'm super surprised because like I've, you saw the blue green whatever it was how quick it was fading out and then the pink and then this purple has just like stuck in there it's solid see this is why we need to have cameras so that we can do a youtube video version of the podcast so that people can see what the hell we're talking about because we (laughs) always mention things that i'm sure people are like we can't see you guys. <laughs> well, when we start getting support financially for the <laughs> podcast, we can get some cameras and do a video podcast. Look, man, we can make things happen. I mean, I, you know, I'm a dreamer and I think of big things all the time. However, with me being a dreamer, I am also very real, realistic. Uh huh. So, I'm like, ah, this is what I'm dreaming for. Okay. Back up. How are we getting there? Yeah. So we can make things happen. I, I can make some things happen. We'll figure some things out and uh, get everything we need to set up. Sounds like it's time sure. to invest in a vision board. <laughs> you know, I think I've got a dry erase board in this closet right here. <laughs> so <laughs> Again, wait. We can do this. <laughs> I mean, I can make this happen. Where's that sweet water credit card? <laughs> we can definitely make this happen. Well, there's definitely a website coming. I'm working on trying to get a cool logo for us so that I can start the website and all that jazz. So that's the things are in the process. Yeah, I'm not creative like that visually. I'm so, not like, I would either. I don't even know like like what I would want. Anytime I've ever done a logo, I've literally gone to somebody and be like, here's my business, mm-hmm. here's my vision, here's what I want with things and colors I like. Mm-hmm. And they come up with these logos and I'm like, F yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so not even gonna lie, I jumped online and went to the Nashville Drummers podcast. Uh-huh. And scrolled through their website and was just making mental notes of how yeah. I'm going to rip that off because that's <laughs> perfect. I mean, when some it's not it's not ripping it off. When when there's an idea, something that's done well, and you're like, all right, cool, I want to do that. Right, I don't think it's right. Ripping it off unless you're literally trying to be that. that. Yeah. But if you're taking their good ideas and you're like, huh, 
I'm going to apply it to my idea over here. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) We think every car company does every year. Right. Ha, this is where we messed up and they did better. Let's go that direction. Literally. (laughs) Some of them do that. (laughs) But. So, yeah, we're definitely trying to, especially this next coming year, progress things up the ladder. We uh, Did I tell you we hit 1,000 downloads? Yes, I did see that. I that did see that. That is freaking cool. And according to the little end-of-year wrap-up thing from Spotify, because Spotify owns Anchor, who is our host for the podcast, Nice. Um, we have, on average, 70 plays per episode at the moment and it's like over however many a week i don't remember the exact numbers but because of those numbers we are in the top 50 percent of all the podcasts so we are above average hey (laughs) finally something in life where i'm above average (laughs) (laughs) no that's awesome i love to hear that um if you guys are listening to this and you do like what you're hearing please share it um, it's just two goofy musicians who like to get together and talk about Nashville and our lives and what we have going on because um, we have nothing better to do between our gigs on a Wednesday. That's fair. And if you want to be on the podcast, by all means, if you're in Nashville and you want to be on this podcast, you can contact Bobby, you can contact me, contact the podcast, our Instagram, Facebook, wherever. We're on all the socials and reach out to us. We we want we want guests. We can host you. We would love to bring some people in, and we want to keep it talking about Nashville and the music scene here in Nashville. I know we kind of get off topic sometimes, but that's what we try to like. We try to keep it based on Nashville, Broadway, the touring musician life, what musicians do. And I mean, we we can branch out a little bit. So, like, if you're in the music industry, if you're yeah. doing. I don't know. Um, well, I want to bring on videographers and photographers videographers, that work photographers, for um, like music videos and uh, I mean, live concerts. A, and I've got uh, a buddy of mine who's an artist. He draws and paints and does all kinds of fun art stuff. And I'm yeah, gonna have people, him on. But I mean, really, like it's it's the world of trying to make your dreams come true in a city that can oftentimes chew you up and spit you out if you don't know yeah. what you're doing and you're not ready. So. Yeah. So yeah, if if you want to be on and you think you've got a cool story, shoot me a message and we'll talk about it. Please, please do hit It'll us be up. Super fun. Because otherwise, it's just going to be Bobby and I talking to each other week to week about what we do <laughs> and the random stories that we mm-hmm. have to tell. Um. So now that we're doing this podcast together, um, my I told you from one of our very first episodes, I was like, I always had a podcast idea. Yes. Um. And it was, I was going to call it the bus and it was just going to be literally just stories about touring life. Right. But every time I brought a guest in, it would get so off track. Like (laughs) nobody could just tell their stories. I would have to go in and like edit to where I just get these stories. And I was like, this is so much work and so much time and effort that I'm spending. I'm getting like three listens a week. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore i tried to do it with my friends tried to do like three or four of us hosting that was a terrible idea i mean you remember the full band episode we did <laughs> that was fun though that was, was a lot fun. of fun but we could but not do that every time <laughs> yeah i mean we also have a dynamic with the four of us and so i definitely want i want to bring the band back on uh, oh yeah and sometime in the new year once everybody's back from their we traveling still need to do woody's interview podcast yeah we, too, we'll get woody in here um 
We just need to drag him. I just need to drag him over here after a Wednesday. I mean, that's shift. it's it's gonna be a, all right. Get in the car. You're coming yeah, with us. Yeah, it's literally. You have to tell him what to do. He you, can't make his own decisions. Yeah, he's, he's a little puppy dog. Yeah, definitely. You have to like. Okay, Woody, we're gonna go over here now. Okay, come on. You know, so. <laughs> I love you, Woody. <laughs> he's great in his own Woody way. I hope you listen to this, buddy. I'm honestly not sure if he's technological enough to listen to podcasts. Uh, I don't even think he knows what podcasts are. He probably thought we were trying to record a song that day. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's very likely. Um, so Christmas, Christmas Eve and Christmas, you got gigs. You, have, you said you have a double Christmas Eve and you yep. have a, a gig on Christmas. Yep. So I, as of right now, you know what, I, while we're talking about this, I'm going to double check my calendar and make sure... <laughs> That I am correct in saying this. Yes, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, which is a Saturday and Sunday, I am off, which I am okay with. I am playing the day after Christmas, which is fine. Um, hopefully that'll be a busy day, but probably not. And uh, people are still like off working out of school so and done with being with family, so maybe people want to go out and party. We'll find out. But um, New Year's Eve, I have decided again to take off. I took off last year. Okay. I've played or worked every New Year's Eve in the last probably 15 plus years. And since I've been here, I've played every New Year's Eve. I mean, every New Year's Eve. So the, the last time I had New Year's Eve off, I believe, was my first year when I moved here because I wasn't mm-hmm. gigging yet and I just had a normal like nine to five weekday job so I had New Year's Day New Year's Eve off yeah um but yeah so that okay so 10 years is the last time like I since last year I took off so I was like you know what I really enjoy it I don't like working on New Year's Eve like it's always it's always so crazy especially playing gigs it's such a shit show it's always <laughs> insane People are just mad drunk. Ubers and everything are super expensive. If you're driving, you're terrified of everybody else who's driving because you're yeah. afraid they're probably drunk or hammered. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just taking this year off. I'm going and doing stuff, but like I like just don't have to worry about anything. See, I'm the exact opposite. I love working New Year's. But the New Year's dynamic in Nashville versus back in my hometown when I was doing local gigs up there is completely different. So like, Yeah. In, well, now that they've moved the New Year's Eve celebration off of Broadway. Yes. That's why I stopped doing it because it wasn't like, yeah, we do get paid more from the clubs generally because it is a holiday pay. But... I always got paid so much on my road gigs mm-hmm. or any of those like bigger corporate private events and stuff that I would do. Or even just like like gigs I would do in Paducah. Like they would normally pay a band 500 bucks for a night. It's like 500 bucks a person on New Year's. Depending on the club. And the few clubs that I was willing to play on Broadway didn't pick up the, the bands and artists that I play with for those gigs this year. And I'd got offered a few other gigs and mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, could I use the money? Absolutely. Definitely. But at the same time, I don't mind taking a day off. 
especially a day off that like I just want to go have fun. You know what I mean? Just just want to go have a little bit of fun. Well, I'm currently not booked for New Year's, but would like to be, especially since right after that, I'm going to Florida to go down and see my dad. And so I'm going to spend a week in Florida right after the first. I will say that if something does come up that's like a good gig. Yeah. I mean, I'm at the point now where I, I don't have to take every gig that's thrown my way. Um, I probably still should, but I don't. He says, um, I've put myself at that point. I um, might not actually be at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I put, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm comfortable. Yeah. To where me taking that day off, I'm not like, ah, uh, you know, someone goes like, hey, I'm going to pay, you know, 500 or $1,000 a person for the gig. Yeah, I'm taking it. And I feel, I feel like that's a caveat with musicians just in general. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm taking this day off. Unless... Yeah. It's the right gig. Because yeah. we're not going to say no to the right gig. Yeah, for sure. It just means on that day, the gig has to be a little bit better than on a yeah. random Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> so that That's just the truth of it. You know, um, where I know that there's some people right now that they're struggling. I've seen actually several posts lately that it's like, hey, I can't pay rent this month. Like yeah. whatever gigs or jobs y'all have, anything that I can do to make money, mm-hmm. side work, whatever. And I've been there. I have legitimately been there. Like I, I get it. Um, thankfully, I was never at a point where I was like in jeopardy of losing my apartment or, or house. Um, but I have seen quite a few of those posts this year because, and they are, most of them are newer people that moved to town. And if you've been listening to our podcast and hear what, what we say, we have mentioned this several times before. There is a slow season. Yes. And it is November through February mm-hmm. for sure. We're in the middle of it right now. And there's people that are here for their first time playing here. And they went hardcore this summer. And they thought all of these gigs are going to be here through the slow season. And no, some floors closed down. Not every bar has every rooftop open. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's fewer stages. And then everybody's coming off the road with their artist. And so you have a ton of guys that are in town looking for work. And so you're competing with more musicians for fewer gigs. Yep. And a lot of the gigs go from full bands to duo and trio or Mm -hmm. even single acoustic acts. So, which I am hoping I get to pick up some Cajon stuff at some point because I haven't got to play my Cajon since the set of bars went to the electric drums. I'm kind of bummed about that. Yeah. I love my Cajon. Yeah. Those, uh, those electric drums, man. I just, I just, I don't like them. I don't. I just don't. I don't like the situation around them a lot more than I don't like them. I don't mind playing them. They're fine. I don't like that one. There's always something freaking broken on the kit. It doesn't trigger right. Yep. It's not doing something right. I, I think I told you about the time somebody had spilt whiskey in the snare drum, ruined the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then. The way they run sound, because these restaurants want to be restaurants for the majority of the day, everything is such low volume that you can't have a high energy band. Yep. And then you put all that together and it just kind of sucks the fun out of it. Yeah. um, I have never played them during the day. I've only done like six to 10 and 10 to close. That's generally when I play, but um, I do, you know, coming in at six o'clock when they're still like people eating for dinner they're definitely like hey 
we want you guys to like chill out till about eight and then about eight o'clock y'all can kind of start like rocking it up and i'm like do you see my hair i'm ready to rock right now man (laughs) right let's go that's Um, my thing like i don't think about it when i'm playing but like because i am now not trying to be quiet for the ears of the musicians around me like i can go all in and play and be full of energy and nobody can hear me so i just look like an idiot like flailing around back there and i don't think about that until after the fact but <laughs> i look like i'm rocking out and you're like i look like an idiot flailing back there and so now when i see you drumming i'm just gonna be like you're an idiot flailing i mean it is oh the job <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, if you plan on coming to Nashville to to live here and and play music, if you want to do the the full time musician thing, save up half of what you make during the summer. Yes, um, make sure you've got money to coast through the winter because you will need it, or you might not. But if you don't, you've still got it. Yeah, I'm I'm lucky that I've I've got some gigs coming through, but I've definitely kind of had to to tap into the into the old savings account a few times uh, to help out here and there. But I always end up making that money back, which is really nice. So, but I went from having somewhere between 12 and 15 steady gigs a week to two or three steady gigs a week. Yeah. Just again, that's just how slow it is. It's just part of, part of it. Mm-hmm. There's no way to avoid it. It will affect every, and even, even if you do have the gigs, like you're making considerably less money. Yeah. Because the tourists are down, mm-hmm. and when there's no tourists in town, or the one that are like they're buying Christmas stuff too, so mm-hmm. like they're not tipping as much, and they're not willing to spend as much money, and so your three hundred dollar night turns into a hundred fifty. Though I night. will say, compared to last week, um, this Wednesday's shift this morning was yes. mucho better. Oh, yes, it, um, it started super slow. It was a rough start. Well, yeah, and I, I honestly, like, I literally was going to do what I did last week. I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab a, a chair and, and sit down again. Um, yeah, that's what I do. But <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but um, once people started coming in, I was kind of like, all right, we have a crowd. And even Noah turned around. And he was like, hey, man, y'all take. That's why, I was, that's why we took the break yeah. early. He's like, y'all take your break now. We're going to do one song. He's like, we got people here, and I want to try to keep them. And I was like, absolutely. Like, I only want to take a break when there's no one in there right <laughs> like if there's people in there i have no problem sitting on stage and and talking and making a fool of myself right unless my bladder is about to explode i'm solid yeah but now that being said when there's nobody in there like it is so hard to just push through a kick it is man like i'll i i would <laughs> what makes it so hard is because when it is that slow, Woody and Noah will play slow music. <laughs> like they'll play slow stuff and silver wings. No, <laughs> man, no, I can't. <sighs> I appreciate all the old slow country, but just having to play that at ten o'clock in the morning when it's like rainy and there's no one inside it's just gloomy it's like i want to fall asleep right now right you get to the end of the song and everybody ends and you're like i don't remember what happened i hope i played okay <laughs> like what are we doing i don't know so he probably definitely messed up the bridge i wasn't 
de- conscious. Definitely <laughs> always mess up the bridges. Man, I can't tell many artists that I play with will literally turn around during some songs like, skip the bridge. Right. <laughs> like, you guys not learning the whole song? Are you literally just learning the verse and choruses and that's it? <laughs> I mean, I, I will admit full on that like when I have a huge list of songs to learn, like I'm usually verse chorus, get the general gist of it, and then we'll see what happens when it comes to the bridge. But like there's only a few things that happen for drummers on the bridge. I was gonna say so, I feel like for drummers it's a little bit easier to Yeah. Fake your way through it yeah. where like sometimes we gotta know notes. If one of us hits a wrong note no, I, really I can funny. definitely usually read where the music's going. Now, depending on the band, of course, like some musicians don't telegraph where the song's going or don't know where the song's going. And so I'll plow right through a bridge and they're like, oh, that was supposed to be a down bridge. I was like, oh, well, nobody else got any quieter. So how would or I Or like that? me today <laughs> when we were supposed to hit that ending and I just like didn't even turn and look at you and you kept playing and I was like, oh yeah, hey, we're supposed to end now. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. I think I think my issue on endings is like even if I know where the ending is or am at least pretty sure I know where the ending is, if the guitarist does something that makes me think they want to keep playing, it is my natural instinct not to cut them off. Yeah. And then they go to end it like right at the very last second. I'm like, dude, I've already committed to like another round. <laughs> You're <laughs> <Yeah>. still going. <laughs> and there's several people that are guilty of doing this that I play with, like they'll do that and they don't think of like mm-hmm. where you are musically in the song. There's like, yeah. oh, okay, we'll end it here. And you're like, no, 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 no. We gotta, we gotta finish this out. <laughs> oh, that drives me nuts too. And like, there's, there's a, there's a handful of songs that in short, like the phrasing is short and it's awkward. And I mean, if I know it, I'll play it. But yeah. like, if, if I don't know that that's what's going on or that's not what's going on, like we're finishing the phrase. Right. And then we are going to do a downbeat on one, like every other song ever made minus the 12 that are different. (laughs) And so that's that's where I'm going. And then if everybody's looking at me and nobody knows how to stop, I'll stop it and you'll know what's going on and everything will be good. But like, I kind of want the same thing from lead guitarist or the lead instrument. Like if we're stopping, like play the thing that lets me know we're stopping. Yeah. Or make some kind of movement, do Mm -hmm. the the, the ax hand down movement, something that, you know, like we're stopping. I hate it when they just like, look at you like, what are you going to do? And you're like, what am I supposed to do? Right. (laughs) No, we'll say the misunderstanding of nonverbal communication on stage always cracks me up. Yeah. Cause I can't tell you how many times like somebody will be playing and they'll give me the nod, which means we're stopping. And then I'll stop at the end of the phrase and they're like, no. And I'm like, mm, you nodded. And I was just saying good job. I was like, that's not what that means. <laughs> give me a thumbs up for that. Don't, don't right. nod at me. When you nod at me, I mean, I'm, I'm like, okay, we're nodding. We're this, we're in the right spot. We're ending now. Okay, right. cool. <laughs> Everybody knows the nod means we're done. <laughs> Now, if it's two players that look at each other during after like a, a cool lick or something, just you know, they give that eye, just just the the, the real quick, just yep. nod down. That's different. <laughs> but but if your job at the moment is leading what's going on, yeah. no head nods unless you are signifying yeah, what's no. going on. I agree. <laughs> well, man, 
I'm really looking forward to Christmas this year. And but I'll I'll say something. It does not feel like Christmas this year. No, it doesn't. And I think it's just because I haven't I haven't really gone to any stores. I haven't gone shopping. I haven't yeah. spent any money. Like my house. I have a few decorations in the living room. Yep. And two signs outside. Last year my house was like lit up. And this year I'm like, eh. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's been I've even been like watching Christmas movies, listening to Christmas music, eating the Christmas type foods. Yeah. I'm just like, don't feel like Christmas. So like last year I was like fresh going through the split with me and my wife. So Christmas last year was awful. And so I get to Christmas this year and then like. I have the car accident just before Thanksgiving, and so, like, financially, I'm trying to figure everything out, and it's, like, you know, Christmas is definitely for the kids, so, like, I'm trying to figure their stuff out, and it's, like, man, this is just so much on my shoulders right now that I'm just, like, I'm I'm not in a happy Christmassy mood, and it's just, I just kind of want to get it done and over with, but I will say, the last, like, three or four days... Like, now that we've got the Christmas tree up and everything, and then uh, I introduced my youngest to the Elf on the Shelf situation. and so I got like, a snoop on a stoop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So, it's starting, to, it's starting to, like, click a little bit more. And, like, we went the other night and looked at Christmas lights, and so that was kind of neat. So, I am kind of feeling it a little bit more now, but it's just, like, the overwhelming stress of me not having a very solid last few months financially and then that is freaking genius so kyle while i was talking walked out of the room and then walked back in and this is a little snoop dog in a green version of the elf on a shelf outfit with jingle bells in his it's that's amazing he's got a joint in his mouth and a, a pot leaf uh chain it's it's snoop on a stoop um we should totally take a picture of this yes and this should be yep, uh the picture thing. for the next episode that's a thing that's oh gonna happen but no all that to say like coming out of the the struggle the last couple months it's it's taken me a minute to get back into like the feeling Christmassy, but i am starting to kind of get there i'm excited to see the kids be excited. I, so Christmas has definitely been hard for me for the last two years. And cause I went through my divorce during Christmas. I was told Christmas Eve of 2020, that I was getting divorced. Um, so that last year was really rough for me and that's why I played. Mm, yep. And this year I don't have anything going on. I'm not playing as much, but I maybe it's because of that that I can't like I haven't been able to get in the Christmas spirit, but I've been trying. But I just it's I see the stuff and like I know it's time for Christmas, but I'm just like it just it just doesn't feel like that time of year. Yeah, and I don't I don't know why exactly, but it just doesn't feel like Christmas time. Yeah, we're like Thanksgiving this year. It felt like Thanksgiving. I don't. So I was like. Look, I guess maybe because I was cooking, I had all these plans. Because <laughs> there was lots of food, it felt like yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> maybe it's because I don't have any plans necessarily for Christmas. I don't know, <laughs> but um, it's it's been very it's it's been very weird. And I even said something. I said something to the guys this morning right before you got there. I said the same thing. I was like, 
does it feel like Christmas to y'all this year? And they were like, no, man. And I was like, something's weird about this year. Like, I, even listening to, like, uh, some podcasts I listen to and, like, radio so like, they, I don't feel like they're talking about it as much. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. It's it's just been weird. It's been weird. No, I, I can definitely see that. I thought it was maybe just me, but... No, I've, I've talked to several people. Like, yeah. I think I think part of it's because I haven't done any like shopping or anything. I think that's really what it is. Because Christmas time for me every year, I'm like shopping hardcore. Yeah, I do have a shopping problem. Not even gonna lie, I 100 percent do. Um, but I've been so focused on bills and just some other projects that it's like the shopping and the extra stuff. It's just the money's not there for me to really do. So I haven't done it until I need to. And which that'll probably happen today. <laughs> nice. I'll probably go on Amazon and be like, take all my money. I yep. need to buy people gifts. Amazon's way too convenient. It really is. Until like you need this something right now. And then that's the only place you can get it. Yeah. But, so we talked a little bit about New Year's and how slow season goes until the end of February sometime early mid really, I was like really like that first week or two of March till spring break starts yeah. to hit then it livens up well St. Patrick's Day is usually like that's when the cork pops and it's like well yeah okay, that's St. Patrick's Day and, and spring break are generally about the same time yeah so. see alright so in my school district our spring break wasn't until the beginning of April because we have a local holiday that's tater day which was i guess supposed to be like when farmers and stuff would come out and trade and then it turned into this goofy ass little festival yeah but it would always line up with tater day because tater day is on a monday and if they didn't do that nobody was going to go to school on monday so when i think spring break i think april yeah so um in texas we did it like a little bit earlier because it was warmer <laughs> yeah so like mid-march like it was like that second or third week of march uh mm-hmm. was generally when we would have it um i know some northern states do it a little bit later uh just again because weather wise but f- from what i've learned being in nashville spring break starts the first week of march and ends in like the se- the second week of april because people are coming Every week, and they're like, "Oh, I'm on spring break. Oh, I'm on spring break. Oh, I'm on spring break." I'm like, "Spring break is like a month and a half." <laughs> right. But everybody's from you know different states and cities and right. counties, and I mean, even in the same states, you'll have different cities and counties that have different spring breaks. So, yeah. Um, growing up, my cousins who lived in Arkansas had two weeks off for spring break, and we had one. Oh, nice. So yeah, and then they also had a fall break, which. We did that was I never heard a fall break it really until my cousins were older and then I moved here and I was yeah, like, well, we, there's a fall break. I feel like we had a fall break at least so part of the time. We, I don't not. know. They say that we had like a week or two longer of summer, but I really don't believe that's true. I mean, no, I, I don't know. I'm way past out of school and yeah, I hated school. So I was a former teacher for a little while after. So yeah. I was never like a but. formal teacher, but I taught drumline for a high school band for a few years. My cousin did that. And I think he still does it. I I couldn't 
be a teacher. Like I can't deal with kids' parents. <laughs> I just like I was just about to say the kids I was are just, fine. I was it's just their about freaking say, it's, parents, man. As I say, it's not even uh it's not even the kids, man. The kids no. were, the kids were why I stayed as long as I did mm-hmm. in the education and, and, and teaching. Um it was the parents and the faculty, man, that no, so my first time, my first time in a teacher's lounge, I got up and walked out. Oh, really, bro? There was so much just little catty, just teachers snipping each other and then talking about students and their parents and diagnosing them, and none of them like you're not a doctor, like you just you went to school for education, like you don't stop, like you don't know anything, like, and they're like diagnosing these kids and then like. Again, this is one of those things like when people try to drag me into their business, I'm like, I don't want to be part of your business. I I don't like I'm I'm happy over so here. Maybe little Timmy just doesn't like you. <laughs> maybe you're up. Beep. But um, yeah. But no, when I was teaching, it was like a daily thing. So band camp, we'd break for lunch. I'd go eat lunch really quick and then get back to the band room because inevitably I had to meet with the band director to talk about something I said that pissed off a parent. And so I'd walk in and he'd be like, you can't tell kids they suck. And I'd be like, whoa, I did not tell a kid they suck. I literally just told them to turn down the suck. Like, that's a totally different thing. (laughs) And then it was, you can't give kids push-ups. I was like, what? This is band camp. Like... That's all I ever did at band camp was push-ups. So then we'd go back out to the field and I'd be like, look, I can't give you push-ups. But if you were going to voluntarily decide that you wanted to do push-ups, now would be an excellent time <laughs> to drop and do push-ups. Dude, I worked at a school where I felt like I was hated. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and I... It, I walked on eggshells at that school and I tried to be like the perfect teacher and everything I said or did pissed off a student or a parent and it got back to the principal and I was constantly there's being no way to and, win and I was just like look you guys want to put a camera in my room on me or a microphone on me so you can like hear what I'm saying because these are not the things that I am saying right some I said something about like how the kids were like super lucky that like uh, that like they get to go to public school and they're not in like a military school because military school it's so strict and you can't talk and you can't do this and that. I was like here in a public school like you get to do that. I was like so, like just like know what you have. So basically, it could be worse. Yeah, basically, <laughs> so I was like know where you're at. It could be worse. Like like at least you can sit here and talk. Like I'm not treating you like it's a military school. And they went, these two twin girls went and told their mom that I was going to run this like a military school and they were going (laughs) to have to listen to every word that I said and I went to military school so I know what it's like. And man, that mom came in and starts like snapping on me and I call the principal and my lead teacher in and we're talking and um, I was like, ma'am, I've never even been in the military. She goes, then why would you tell my kids that? I said, I didn't. That's the point. <laughs> I said, here's what I said. And she's like, well, that's not what my daughter said. And I looked at her square in the face and said, well, your daughters are lying. My daughters would never. And that was just one of those moments I'll never forget when she goes, my daughters would never. And I was like, your two twin daughters are two of the most manipulative kids I had ever met. 
at that point in my life. Right. Like, and I was just like, you, you have no, like, you're so blind to it. So somewhere in the same, like, idea of being told what you said and that not being what you said at all. So after my daughter visited for Thanksgiving, a few days later, I get a call from her mom and her mom is like on the verge of being livid. And she's like, hey, I don't know what happened or what's going on, but your daughter had a meltdown this morning because you apparently told her your life would be easier if she didn't exist. And I was like, um, excuse me? Like, I would never, ever, ever say anything remotely close to that. So after she got out of school, I called her and I was like, hey, like, what did you think that I said? Or like, why would you think that I meant this? Or like, what was it? So the conversation went as follows. I made a comment about her living in Alabama and how far it was. And she said, well, that's not my fault. And I said, well, no, you didn't exist when your mom decided to live in Alabama. And somehow that got turned into my life would be easier if she didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, no, that is not what I said at all. And I explained it to her. She's like, oh, well, that makes way more sense because I didn't understand how it fit into the conversation. And I was like, so (laughs) this this reminds me of this TikTok that my girlfriend showed me the other day is this guy who. I think he lived here. Yeah, he lived here in Tennessee. And the only thing he knew about Knoxville was like uh, his grandpa would come up here to. I don't, I don't remember if his grandpa performed abortions or something. Oh, maybe he protested against them. I, I, I don't remember. Something, something to do with abortions. And the mm-hmm. only thing that this guy knew when he was a child about Knoxville is that where that's where parents went to have the abortions to kill their kids. Right. Okay. Um, so that's basically like what he was told from his grandpa about Knoxville. So that's all he knows about Knoxville. So then he's like six years old and his parent, his mom wakes up and he's like, Hey, get in the car. We're going to drive. We're going to go to Knoxville today. <laughs> and the whole way there, he's like, crying and pleading for his life and he's like but i'm a good kid like why would you do this to me and like his parents are laughing he says parents were laughing the whole way there (gasps) and they finally they finally get there and they're like uh uh he's he's like where are we like we're going to chuck e cheese we're not like we're not gonna kill you like what what are you talking about (laughs) and so like that's one of those things like kids don't have all the information so they hear certain words that they know and they, it's just that telephone they effect. Will they will fabricate a whole story mm-hmm. around three words that because have nothing to do with just, each other. They have such a crazy imagination and not, maybe not quite a, a sense of reality yet. And so their minds go somewhere else. And that was something that I learned with kids. Like I would tell kids, I could tell them three words. Mm-hmm. And some of them would go home and tell their parents those three words. And some of them would go home and tell their parents a 15 minute long story out of those three words. Right. And it would come back and I'd be like, yeah, no, we just said the dog sits. And it was, it turned into a dog came into the room and ran around and drooled all over the place. And our teacher lets dogs in here. And then it sat down. It's like, (laughs) no, I literally just said the dog sits. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of, that's not literally what happened, but those are the, that's an example of the, the things that I could say to students that some of them would literally repeat just that. And then some of them would fabricate these crazy stories out of it. And you're like, how did kids get there? Like the way their brain works is just fascinating. It's insane. Well, they're not, uh, they haven't been dumbed down by a society yet and their dreams haven't been killed and shot. So they still have a crazy imagination. <laughs> they also don't have to pay bills yet. So uh, reality is nothing. Did I tell you when my little one parented me? What? Yeah. So I don't remember what we were talking about, but I had, I told her to do something and she didn't do it. And so I told her to do it again and she didn't do it. Or like whatever the situation was. And I'm starting at this point to get super frustrated. And so I start to snap a little bit. And she goes, Dad, I'm three years old. Sometimes I don't understand you. And I was like, dang. All right. Yep. You you win. I have. Yep. Kid's smarter than you realize, man. I'll tell you right? that much. She's able Dude, to comprehend that. She's able Kid. to comprehend that and go, Dad, I'm three years old. Sometimes I just don't understand. That's that's smart right there. Like that, that talk about cognitively mind aware. blown. Cognitively aware right there. That's um that's a very impressive. She's she is she is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Blows my mind all the time with the stuff that she gets and grasps and understands, even about herself. Like she was walking through the house one day and just looked like upset. And I was like, baby girl, what's wrong? She was nothing. I was like, well, what's going on? What, how are you feeling? She goes, I'm not really feeling anything right now. And I was like, that that's legit. I, I understand that wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get that. I mean, there's been times where I was just like walking around and there are days with zero thoughts, like nothing going, no feelings. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, hey, I should, I should do something. Even as an adult, like I wouldn't grasp the fact that like, that's what was going on. I would just be like, why does today suck? What's going on? Why is everything bad? But she was like, no, I'm just, I'm not feeling anything right now. Man, I got to figure out how to get in this Christmas spirit. I'm, you know, (laughs) I'm, I'm going to go into my shed and I'm going to dig out all them Christmas lights. I have two and a half hours until I have to be at my gig. You need to go find those little mini Christmas ornaments, do your mohawk up, and then clip them into your mohawk. Look, bro, straight up, I told Starla the (laughs) other day, I was like, hey, babe, um, do you want to decorate my hair like a Christmas tree? And she just looks at me like, what? And I was like, let's get tiny little decorations. Yes. My hair is green. We'll spike it up from the front. It looks like a tree. Decorate it. She just started laughing. She was like, "Can we really?" I was like, "No, I'm dead serious. I want to decorate my hair like a Christmas tree." And she was laughing so hard. I was like, "You're laughing, but this is happening. Like it's it's. I'm gonna find some mini little Christmas ornament decorations somewhere, and this is happening. That needs to be a thing. I need to see this. This needs to be a thing. Well, I'm gonna." I was going to try to get my nails done, but we'll see how I do tonight at my gig. But I wanted to do red and green on my nails for Christmas. Mm-hmm. But uh, money. <laughs> my little one used to paint my nails, and now once we get done with her nails, she's like, oh, I'm done. 
I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I wish I had the patience to do it myself, but I'm such a perfectionist mm-hmm. on stuff like that. Like, if there's one little mistake, I get annoyed. I want to wipe it off and start all over. Yep. And when you I'm do the, the gel things and you have to put it under the little lamp and let them cure it, it's like, you can't. Uh, I just, I'm like, yeah, I'll let y'all do it. Y'all, you, y'all. <laughs> They always look great when you guys do them. Let's just, you guys keep keep it up. Well, man, we are at about an hour and ten-ish minutes. So. And we are so just off oh, the yeah. walls we, today. It, it was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, we're, uh, we're not playing next Wednesday at our normal morning gig. Noah's out of town. No, Noah's out of town. I I did talk to him about that today. Yeah, he's out of town. So so I won't see you for a hot minute unless we get together and do something. Yeah. Which Which, is entirely probable. Yeah. You never know. But uh, I got some spare time coming up. So And if I cook this turkey and no one to feed, you'll be getting a holler from me. Yes. Turkey. Totally going to go buy that thing in the morning. But, uh. You yeah, know what's crazy um, about turkeys? Turkeys are cheaper at Christmas time than they are Thanksgiving. Well, yeah. So because they're trying to sell them at bro, Christmas like time, five, and they're $10 trying to make cheaper. money like, at Thanksgiving. Um, anything going on this weekend? Uh, I've got a double. I've got my gig tonight. I've got a double on Friday, and then um, a Saturday gig, um, and then I'm off Sunday as of right now. And, nice. Uh, nothing crazy. I'm. Staying here, gonna gonna cook some turkey probably on Sunday and just just gig do my gigs. I've got my oldest this weekend, so we're gonna celebrate her birthday. Poor girl just got braces, so I'm sure she's gonna be a little tender. So that was another thing that hit braces. my wallet at the worst possible time. I don't, I don't, I don't miss braces at all. I looking back. Or, or just now, like, they did more damage to my teeth than helpful. You think so? I've heard that from several people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, still have this, I still have this retainer. It's been in there for, like, 20 years. And I, like, nobody will take it out. I got to go to another orthodontist. She and, gets expensive quick. Yeah. And we but, so, but, yeah, so I... Feel I you. We'll see how she feels and what she wants to do for her birthday. Like, she just got them yesterday. So, I feel like for the next two or three days, she's going to be a little sore. Her mouth's not going to feel great. Yeah, no, that the first couple of months for braces definitely suck. Yeah. It's later down the road that it gets easier. But the, f- the first couple of months, they, that sucks. I don't miss that at all. So, well, yeah. we'll see how she's doing. I'm expecting her to be a little on the cranky side. Yeah. But- no, other than that, celebrate with her. I've got a gig Sunday night, and yeah, that's my weekend. I will say for Christmas, it's going to be a, a little bit different for me because now uh, I've got a girlfriend. She's got kids, and her daughter's birthday is Christmas Day. Oh, nice. So um, they celebrate Christmas different. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to see how, how all that works this year. That'll be fun for me. I'm, I'm excited, actually. Dude, Christmas so. with kids is amazing. It's just, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, well, I guess happy holidays. And, hey, man. Happy um, holidays. Merry Christmas. All the, all the, fun, all the things. fun stuff, yeah. And, and uh, uh, we'll chat soon. And, yeah, laters.
Later, bro. AMF. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up, and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band. Thank you.